when you fall down, you have to get back up. When is it gonna happen to me? It's hard to have patience. I mean, it is. If you really want it bad enough, you cannot skip steps. Be grateful for what you got. If you really want to get on that grind and you don't like your job, I'm still cooking their bacon. Because you're always going to be wondering what if. Damn, I'm only here for one reason and one reason only, though. Patience starts now. Welcome to Patience the Podcast, episode five, with your hosts, Donnie D and Sammy G. Tonight, we got a special guest named Jonathan Poe in the air. Jonathan is a entrepreneur, financial strategist, and analyst. How are we doing tonight, Jonathan? Great, Donnie. Thank you for asking. How are you doing yourself? I'm doing well. How are things doing in Atlanta these days? Man, great, great. Business is amazing. Of course, we're getting busier and busier because everybody's trying to move here. But besides that, it's great. I love it. Tell us a little bit about where you started. So my upbringing, pretty much I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, raised for my entire life. Mainly started building my businesses in Atlanta. I started my first business when I was 19. But my, so I was my upbringing. Born in Atlanta, raised in Atlanta. Middle school, high school, wasn't the brightest kid, I'm not gonna lie to you. But the one thing I loved about it was, no matter what, what I was going through, I was able to teach myself knowledge, and I was still able to teach myself importance, and I was able to teach myself patience as to what I really wanna do in my career. I mean, I started, I had a rough upbringing, but I made it work. I didn't make no, no complaints, no excuses. Everything I wanna do in my life, I said I was gonna do. For me to only be 20 years old, I, put, I taught myself the matters of importance. I taught myself the major factors of life. I also taught myself that I needed patience and I needed to learn how to grow and I need to learn how to be a better man for myself. But I also wanted to teach myself more about the importance of really what exactly, what you want to do out of your career. What do you want to make out of yourself? So I had to teach myself a lot of things. The main thing I had to teach myself was, again, I'm going to go back to patience. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of patience. I had to teach myself that. When it came to my upbringing, there was a lot of moments where I just couldn't hold it in. I mean, I just, I wavered away from what I was really trying to do. And I really had to teach myself patience in the long run, growing up to be the age that I am now. Did you jump right into business? And did you have like a successive amount of business before the electronics business that you were involved in? Tell us a little bit about some of your successes and failures along the way. Going into the end of high school, I started my first electronics business. This is my first business, of course. It was not successful at all. I jumped right in it, had no knowledge of financial education no knowledge of exactly how to run a business. I jumped right in, bought a whole bunch of inventory, turned out, ended up losing more than I was getting. For 2016, I maxed out my credit cards. I was around $10,000 in debt. At this point, I didn't know where else to turn. My credit was in shambles. How am I gonna go forward trying to build my business? In the long run, for my electronic business, I ended up having to file for bankruptcy. Okay. Now, filing for bankruptcy was probably one of my biggest failures, but also a big lesson learned because I actually learned how to not go into the situation that I got into in the first place. I learned mainly how to avoid situations like that, how to get better with building my business. So what was that first bit brought you that looked at? It's my financial literacy business. I've made some, uh, a substantial amount of income and passed the residual income for my business. So you uh, advise clients on what kind of financial matters exactly? Mainly the matters of personal finance, managing your money, a savings goal, knowing how to budget your money, knowing how to leverage your credit to build more income and more passive and residual income. A lot of individuals don't know you have less than a 700 credit score. You probably can't even go get approved for a new credit card. You probably can't even get approved to try to buy a home. You probably can't even approve to drive a car off the lot. People don't realize, I talk to clients all the time and particular people that want to improve their credit, they say, hey, I'm looking to buy a home at the end of the year. My credit score is around a 550, 600. 
and I may ask them, you know, what are some of your personal goals that you want to do going forward? And the main thing they always tell me is, well, yeah, I want to buy a home, but I'm not ready to get started. And I advise people to tell them, the sooner you start working on your credit, the sooner you start working on your finances, the sooner you start building what you really want to do towards your near future is the moment you start to see the exact results that you really want to see. For so those of us out there who've, who've been in the, in the credit struggle before, do you have any you know, basic tips, any preliminary tips that might help get some of those people out of the situation that they're in and upward in the right direction in terms of uh, credit score momentum? Of course, of course. The main thing I'll always tell people is once they get into a lot of credit card debt or they get into a lot of debt period when it comes to the credit, they're so quick, hey, I'm going to go file for bankruptcy. There's so many other options rather than just filing for bankruptcy. You can start getting secure cards, okay? Only, using, only utilizing 30% of your credit limit. Therefore, credit bureaus see that you're not high risk. You're not trying to put too much money on your credit cards. Therefore, you're focusing more on building credit and you don't really need the credit card to begin with. A lot of people, they also say, hey, yeah, man, well, my credit score got disrupted by this past debt that I owe and I don't know how I'm going to pay this debt back. Call the creditors. Come to a settlement with whatever kind of conclusion you feel like you can afford. You come to a settlement, nine times out of ten, creditors are going to work with you because they see that you're trying to you're trying to pay down your debt. They see that you're trying to move forward with building your credit. They're trying to see exactly what it is, how you want to handle going into your future endeavors because they want to know that, okay, this person's trying to handle their debt. They're not trying to go into the bankruptcy stage. They're not trying to have a credit score below 600 because bankruptcy one is the worst thing that can happen to your credit, which a lot of people don't realize. Another thing I really, really advise people to do when trying to build their credit or get out of debt that they may owe from a lot of the creditors is also always, and this is very important, have patience, but also take action. Because if you don't take action, you can also have patience, but creditors can continuously come in after you. They can garnish your wages. They can also put judgments on you to try to collect what you, what they, what you owe them. So it's very important that you follow up exactly what you owe when it comes to your creditors. Because if you don't follow up and you just ignore debt, it's not going to go away. It's just going to get worse. I have noticed that I've actually experienced uh, situations where I've, I've talked to lawyers and they've they advised you know, many people in bank, like bankruptcy lawyers in particular, how if you're really not in the mountain of debt, if you're not in the whole, like more than five, 10, 25 K, it really is a much benefit to filing a chapter 11 or 13. Sam, have you ever had a, have you ever had credit issues, uh, you know, growing up in your young life? No, not anything to the extent of that. I mean, just simple stuff like, you know, being late on a credit card payment. Um, right. But at the same time, at the same time, I mean, when you're like, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're starting things out, you know, you, you got credit cards for a reason. And I think credit cards are kind of designed to put you in debt, you know, so, but you got to be smart about it. I think you definitely got to be smart about how you're using your credit, what you're using it for. And I think if you're not really using it to make more money, then you really like it's just like uh I, I forgot the guy's name but it's like if you don't have that money to go buy it then you probably shouldn't be using that credit card right now you know what I'm saying? So you got to have that money in the bank account and then they also say i believe it was was jay-z if you can't buy it three times and you don't have enough money to, to buy it a lot of people are, are living above their means you know they go out to the bar and they use their credit card they get fucked up and they, you know, they cash out the, you know, cash out the card, call the uh, credit card company, say it got, say that the credit card got stolen. And um, just like uh, Jonathan is saying, I mean, if anything, you can always give them a call. They always are happy to take your money. So, you know, you just set up a settlement and you can always get anything, anything taken care of. And they end up 
taking a few hundred dollars off. It's almost like it never happened, you know, and you're able to, to get that off your back. I'm sure you're familiar with the concept, Jonathan, of one, obviously talking to the creditors, like Sam mentioned, a lot of the times you could just really, if you're just proactive and you pick up the phone and you say, hey, I missed a payment. This is what's going on. X, Y, and Z happen. Like they're very willing to work with you. And a lot of the times most people are like, oh my God, I'm in like, you know, this amount of debt and I, you know, and they're just racking up interest charges and, you know, they've got 25% APRs and they're just really so worried about just picking up the phone and calling. And that really does help a lot. And just telling them, this is what happened. I'd like to pay it off. They really warm up pretty well to that. Jonathan, I'm sure you also know about the uh, concept of, uh, you know, good credit and bad credit and right. good debt and bad debt. Can you expound a little bit more on that and give some of our listeners uh, some insight into how is it possible that debt can be a good thing and a bad thing? When I filed for bankruptcy, it was a big lesson learned to me, Donnie. I mean, it was just a mind opener, like, wow, now I know what not to do. Now I know how to avoid the road that I went down, gain the knowledge to know how to build my credit, gain the knowledge to know how to leverage my credit to make over six figures. The main thing that I always see a lot of people do that have good credit, they may have, say, for example, my, one of my mentors, she has an 800 credit score. What she does is she probably had her credit limit is probably $20,000. She only uses a thousand, two thousand a month. And that's less than, that's like 10, that's not barely even 10% of, of her credit limit. If she's paying on that every month, She's hardly even using close to her credit limit. Credit card companies see you as, hey, well, if they don't mind spending this money, so hey, we're just going to increase your credit limit. History of revolving credit. You have a longer history of revolving credit, you'll always be a creditor who looks at you like, wow, they're not a high risk. I'm more willing to give them more of the money rather than somebody with bad credit who may come and say, wow, well, look at this person. They're still, they're still paying, making late payments. They're still not being consistent when it comes to their credit card debt. They're still not trying to... Um, handle their bad credit in the first place. They're just trying to move forward and forward and they're not really trying to take action on paying more attention and getting their bad credit back to a positive status. What are some of your other areas of uh, expertise that you like to advise your clients on? Are there specific areas that you really feel like you make a lot of progress with or, or you seem to get a lot of demand for in your field? So a lot of people just jump into businesses like I did had no knowledge of how to run the business and they just jumped in and just dialed right in and they either messed up their credit, lost a lot of money and profits that they could have made if they had the knowledge before they started. Overall, they just didn't know how to proceed with their business and they just didn't know what next step to take. It's always best to prepare yourself before you launch a brand new business. Therefore, you can learn more and you can actually make profit rather than losing as soon as you start the business. So you said drop shipping. I know there's people listening out there and they're thinking, what the heck is drop shipping? <laughs> There's probably a window of time that dropshipping has before most people won't be able to get involved. But for those that are still interested, could you enlighten them on a little bit about what dropshipping is, what it entails, what it means, how Amazon is doing it, and how you could get involved? So the main thing I learned about dropshipping from one of my friends, her name is Lala J. Fisher. She's a network marketer as well, and she's made over six figures well in dropshipping alone. You selling the product that a vendor owns you have your own online store and you're selling it through the vendors and they're shipping it straight to the buyer so for most drop shippers have a shopify store shopify if you open if you start drop shipping you, you launch your drop shopify store of course you have to have a business license and you have to have access to invoices to even start drop shipping but once you have access to those two you can pretty much start, launch your online store once you launch your online store the next step of that is getting vendors you have to contact vendors but if you have your business license you have your invoices it's very successful business to get it to, but you also have to have the knowledge of dropshipping because I've known a lot of people that started the dropshipping business 
and they didn't really know exactly what they needed to know to be successful in the business. And either the store got closed down because they weren't following the right compliances and rules and regulations, or they lost a lot of profit as well. Like I mentioned before, if you're starting just any other business, it pros the cons to every business, but you have to know exactly what you have to do to avoid the cons and reap the rewards from the pros. So the basic concept of dropshipping for those of us who've never done it before is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jonathan, the idea of basically buying directly from a wholesaler, having it directly shipped to the person purchasing the product. So there's no, there's no middleman, there's no storage fee. It's just going directly from manufacturer to customer. You uh, are the middleman pretty much. You are the middleman, exactly. Right, right. There you go. I think in 2019, there is a lot more competition. Do you think that you would recommend people to start a dropshipping business in 2019? at this point, or has it become, in your opinion, less profitable because the competition has become so high over the you know, last few years of people being exposed to it more and more and more, and companies like Amazon being involved in basically the same thing? When it comes to Amazon, of course, they're the bread and butter dropshipper. I mean, I mean, they're killing the game. They have so many vendors, so many manufacturers worldwide to where it's just, they even have one day shipping out. You can live across, halfway across the state or even not even far from where the manufacturers actually live and where they're shipping their products from. I mean, drop shipping is really, really profitable business. And I'm going to tell you right now, Donnie, I think it's best for people to get into it now because and like you said, in the next year or two, this drop shipping is going to be at the point to where so many people are doing it and so many people are actually making profit from the business that they're just going to be beating all the other people trying to get in. I'm just now trying to go into start my dropshipping business. Thank God I have somebody who has the knowledge who can teach me more about dropshipping as I need dropshipping as I need to know before I just jump right in. Because of course, like I mentioned, if you don't have any knowledge about a business or what the requirements are or exactly how it is to be successful in a business, you're gonna struggle almost every time. I mean, you can be positive, you can have the mindset, you have the positive, the motivational mindset, but if you don't have the knowledge to know what you need to know about dropshipping, you can lose profit just as quick as you can, jump right into the business putting your money in. But the one thing I will say I love about dropshipping is you do not have to have a lot of money up front for dropshipping. I mean, some of the products are incre incredibly, incredibly cheap. I've seen people make turn five, $6, $10 items and end up making over five figures. And I mean like a month, two months time, it's possible. So, I mean, the basic idea is you really want to find a product that you think will sell well, that has a high margin of profit and that you think you can market and advertise for do you you know find a lot of success in a particular kind of product a particular demographic something specific that you found in dropshipping that you feel like would you know really give people an edge in this highly competitive market one thing i will say is fashion of course when it comes to dropshipping majority of the products we're either dealing with either fashion is either dealing with clothes it could be dealing with hardware. It could be dealing with almost any supplier. But a lot of people I've noticed are actually getting into dropshipping because of fashion. A lot of people want to be models these days. They want to be the next big model. They want to be the next big fashion runway. They just want to participate in a lot of things when it comes to fashion. I mean, look at Virgil Blow. He launched Off-White, and the thing just took off. And now people are buying shoes that look like regular Air Force Ones for like $6,000. It's about how you market the product. Marketing is very important. It's very priority. You can have a product that doesn't even look the best, but if you market it correctly, and if you know exactly what you need to expose that business, it can be successful every time, which is one reason I think dropshipping is so profitable because people market it correctly. Your product cannot even be the best quality, but if you market your product correctly, and if you know a lot about the business and the items that you're selling, 
you can be very successful when it comes to it. To all the listeners and the audience out there, just remember, you know, life isn't a get rich quick scheme. Everyone's not going to be a, a great fucking drop shipper, man. So like, you know what I'm saying? You do got to put the time in, you got to have patience, but I think what's even more important than all of that, these are all great avenues and things that we're, we are providing for you guys to get up off your ass and to, to do something and go make some money um, and to be in a better place financially. But you definitely, you know, need to be self-aware and know what you're good at. If you don't know if you're good at something like this, then you probably aren't. You know, this is for people who can really fucking do this shit and like take a swing at it and, you know, hit a home run um, or at least get to second base, first base, third base, whatever it takes. It's all going to take time. But, you know, we're, we're not I don't I don't want any of the audience to think that we're throwing these things out there to you guys to go ahead and just go jump on it, you know, and do it because you guys really need to follow what your passion is. These are one of the things that um that Jonathan does that has, you know, that has helped him out, you know, and he's finding stuff that this is something that he's good at, you guys, you know, so you got to find something that you're good at. And, you know, just like he said, he's, you know, he's working on the wisdom and, and the knowledge to learning what it's all about. And that's what's most important to go out and learn and study and get to know what something is about before diving head in first. And then also know that this is something that you like to do, something that you want to do so that when the, you know, when the failure comes, because they're going to come, um, that you have the patience and the humility and you still have the ambition and you can stay strong through a time of maybe not making as much money as you thought you were going to make because you were listening to the podcast and, you know, Jay just said you can make $10 and make five figures. You got to find what's, what's for you. You know what I'm saying? And if, if there's anything that you can take out of these podcasts and take from today's episode as well, is we got people that are finding what they're passionate about, that are having mistakes, and that are willing to grow and learn and have the patience to continue to control their future. Everybody's road to success is different. Just because you take longer than others doesn't mean what you're trying to, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to manifest with your dreams is not going to happen. Everybody has their time. When no matter how much work you put in, one thing I always say, and everybody listening is different. One thing I always say is everything happens on God's timing. It's not going to happen in your timing. You can put in as much work as you want. But if God knows it's not meant for you at that moment, it won't happen. Just like if you launch your first business, you can have not all you can have good knowledge. You cannot have good knowledge, but it's going to happen on God's timing. You cannot rush God's timing. I try to tell people that all the time. They just want to get it the next day, or they feel like, man, what I'm doing in my life, I'm just not where I want to be. I'm just not where I'm trying to be in my life right now. I trust the process. Have patience and just trust God because everything's going to come to you when, in due time whenever he knows you're ready. We've definitely all got gifts. It sounds like you found a lot of success in what you're doing there with the financial advising and strategy and other areas. What do you think are some of the skills that, you know, you've been able to really find out about yourself, Jonathan? And how did you find out these things? Because we got people listening right now. They don't fucking know how to find out these things. They're just working their nine to five job because... Right. It's the best paying job. So how am I gonna how do I'm how am I gonna figure out what I'm good at? I work a nine to five and I I'm barely paying I'm barely getting by to, to pay my bills and buy my liquor on the weekends. So how do how am I gonna figure out what I like to do? A lot of people they get they be working a nine to five for a long time. They're in their comfort zone. One thing I always say is for you to actually grow and strive to be the best potential that you can be, you have to get out of your comfort zone. People are always so complacent with their where they're at in their lives and they never get out of their comfort zone. 
which is why a lot of people work and they retire to their 60, 65 years old. You have to find the skills and you have to know what you're good at. You can launch, do one, two, three, four, five, six businesses and fail at all of them. But as long as you learn from what you're failing at and you actually find what you're trying to be in your life and you actually find what you're good at, once you find what you're good at, you're going to succeed every time. Because if you find what you're good at, you can duplicate it and therefore you can make more progress and learn more over time. The first step is to start with you. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to take action on what you're trying to do. You have to manifest your dreams. You have to go out there and make it happen. If you don't do that, you're going to be stuck exactly where you're at, complaining about, man, I'm in the same position I was in last year. The only reason you're in that same position you're in last year because you didn't take action. You didn't manifest what you were trying to do. You didn't put action behind it. You didn't, you didn't actually try to go out there and pursue your dreams. So therefore, people get complacent where they're at in their life, and they don't know what they're good at. They're so busy trying to complain, blaming on other people, and they don't really know what they're good at. If you could put a playbook together and say, you know what? This is going out to everybody out there with a nine to five, but they can't stand. They want to get out of desperately, but they just don't know where to begin. Give some of those people a roadmap as to how Jonathan went ahead and said, this is the step you have to go through. This is the process. What's your, what's your greatest takeaway from what that initial first leap would take from a person to really just go and try to discover that unique gift that they have, that thing that they might not necessarily think they're good at. Like mm -hmm. what's some advice you can give to those people who are just, you know what, they're afraid. Like they're just, they're not ready to take this step. They don't know where to right. start. They're really hesitant. How do you advise them on just going for something and picking a thing that might be a little bit more suitable for them when they right. don't even know where to start? Leap of faith. A lot of people, it takes for them to be backed into the corner on their last leg for them to just take that leap of faith and just go out and make and manifest their dreams and start putting action into it. Myself, I took my leap of faith when I knew that I didn't want to keep settling for less. I didn't want to become complacent. I didn't want to stay somewhere my entire life or jump to multiple places my entire life and help somebody else build their dreams and then me toward the end of my career, just saying, okay, I'm done. I'm going to retire when I'm 60 and just be done with my life. I've had, I was an electronic engineer. I even have a degree. I graduated, but no pun to anybody that has degrees or has a job. One thing I will say is a lot of people take the leap of faith once they're in their last, they're in their, their back of the corner. And then once they feel like they're back into the corner, it's time for me to go see what I'm good at. It's time for me to go find exactly really what I want to do in my life. A lot of people don't start to do that until they're pretty much just like, they're on their last leg. They don't know how to move forward. And I'll be honest, that's when people become their best potential of themselves. When they're back into a corner, they have no other options. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to move forward. They don't know what to do next. So a lot of people that I've learned that became the best potential of themselves, it happened when they was on their last leg and they just couldn't take it anymore. That's when you actually find the beast and the savage within yourself and you start Amen. to manifest your dreams. I want to change my life. I'm going to take action. I'm going to manifest my dreams. I'm going to make it happen. That's when I've seen the best versions of people come out. If there's something that you want to do and you don't know necessarily if you can take that leap of faith because you got, granted, you got kids or you're married or you got to pay this car note because you decided to get that new car a year ago, two years right. ago. Um, or you got to pay this apartment, you know, or the house note or whatever. You know, we all got bills, so you can't necessarily leave that job. I recommend start off small. So you need to start doing something where... If you're, um, like I have a friend, uh, she does, um, I'll probably get her on too soon to, to explain what, what, what she does, but it's pretty much, much like organic 
you know, products that she uses to um, clean the face and, you know, things, things of that nature, because they right. use a lot of harmful substances in the, in our soap and in our facial things like that. She's created her own organic stuff that she goes out, she buys, she makes that home, you know, and of course she works her nine to five job. Right. You go out and you sell to your friends, you sell to your family, you go sell to some strangers, sell to some coworkers. You try to make a little bit of money off that and you go and taste how that feels. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You try to continue to move in that direction and you know, it starts off you're making ten dollars here, fifty dollars there, right. then a few hundred, then another, you know, five hundred, then you're at a thousand. Now you just replace your, you know, your job. Exactly. You know, and you gotta have patience, but you gotta, you know, start somewhere. Don't let the uh, opinions of, of others cripple you. Don't think that just because you're not making the million dollars or a hundred thousand or, you know, a couple thousand that you would want to make from it, just because you're not making that in a few months or even a year or even two years, don't think that that is, that that's going to be what it's going to be, you know? So you definitely want to move into the direction by just getting a little bit, you know, and being grateful, being happy that, oh, oh shit. Okay. I sold one. You know, you got to remember that this was just an idea that was in your head. This was, it was just a vision that, that you had, you know? So if you're able to make a thought a reality, you know, whether it's, whether how small or how big it is, then just know that you can do anything. You know, it says in the Bible, those who has the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains, can say to the mountain to move and it will move. And I really believe that, you know, you got to have faith and you got to truly, truly, truly believe anybody can look at something and see oh some oh he's getting money from that so i'm gonna do it right. and then want to do it but it takes a lot of faith and a lot of courage to do something where you don't know if you're gonna make any money out of exactly. it you don't know if you're successful at it you know and that is where your true happiness is going to come from and that's where true leaders and successful people that actually change the world go out and do they do something people have never done before they, they think of things people have never thought before and they act on it and they exactly. don't know what it's going to do. They don't know how many people it's going to affect, who it's going to affect, and they don't know how much of an impact they will have. Have faith, start off small, whatever it is you're trying to do. If, you, if you're trying to grow your own business and trying to, you know, um, leave your nine to five, the first thing is you have to be making money. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar a day. It doesn't matter if it's a, a couple cents, five dollars, ten dollars, thirty bucks a month, a hundred dollars a month. It doesn't matter as long as you're making money. That's that's a business. You know what I'm saying? Uncle Sam won his taxes from that. Exactly. So you just need to make some money, and that's a business for you. Period. If you're talking about it and not making money, then it's just going to be a dream forever. There's the making money part, and we'll, we'll be talking about how everyone's worried about what other people think. I know people are going to hate to hear this, but this is something that people really need to hear. I was all about buying a new car. I was all about getting that, that fresh new feel of a car. Most Americans, or most people in the world probably, really, really, really love the feeling of that new thing. A new car is the biggest, dumbest liability you could possibly invest yep. in. Because exactly. the moment you buy that car, you are locked in to lose 30% within three years. Yep. If I were to tell you you're going to buy a house and you're going to lose 30% of the value of the house within three years, you'd fucking punch me in the face and be like, right. fuck your house, I'm not buying it. Right. But everybody wants that new car. Everybody wants that feeling of I work hard. And I fell victim to this too. But I'll tell you, 
when you work hard and you save, that's half of it. If yep. you go ahead and just spend that money now on a new car or an asset, you know, that appreciates is what you want to do. But if you spend it on a liability, yep. you're going to lose money. So don't spend your money on a liability like a brand new car. Spend your money on an asset that grows, that, exactly. that starts to pay you dividends. The moment you buy a car, that becomes a liability because in three years' time, you're going to automatically, no matter what you do with the car, you could never drive it. Sit in the driver mm -hmm. for three years, it loses 30%. So do not invest yep. in liabilities. Invest in assets. As soon as you drive a car off the lot, it already depreciates. It loses its value. The main thing and the most important thing you can ever invest your money in or leverage your credit to invest your money in is property, real estate. I'd rather make not that much money and be happy in doing what I'm doing rather than making a lot of money and not happy in what I'm doing. As long as I'm still not having to wake up to an alarm clock every morning and go do what it is I want to do and be happy doing it, whether I'm making a lot of money or not, it does not matter because I'm living my dream. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm not complacent. I'm moving forward. I'm actually trying to invest in something that's going to build me more income and I'm actually happy doing it. I'm not just throwing money into something to where I really don't even care about what I'm investing in. Assets are very, very big. You cannot be financially free until you find a way to make money in your sleep. I think that's the American dream 2.0 in the 21st century is we've all been told exactly how it's supposed to be, you know, house, own a house, own the two cars. But I think honestly, happiness is like capitalism 2.0. I think really doing what you do exactly uh, at your at your gift, like trying to like really take a little bit of risk. And, and that's the paradox of like taking a risk, like leaving your job and saving up some money and then going to chase what you're really about and what your real right. gift world is risky, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You're taking that leap and you're not sure what's going to happen. You might not find it in your mind. But right. that, that is the paradox of taking that risk and really just trusting the process and letting yourself uh, discover what it is you're best at. Because I think a lot of people don't know what they're the best at. Right. And a lot of people are willing to make more money as opposed to be happier and then their productivity starts to decline over time and then retirement becomes the goal. And then before they realize it, they've got all these assets, which is a great investment, but they forgot to incorporate what makes them happy. Exactly. And pass on a legacy to their kids about what they love to do. Might not have might not have been the most 20th century prestigious thing to do, but they actually had a bigger impact because they were more concerned about finding out who they were and what they're really good at. So I know Sam, you know, as, as, a, as an aspiring entrepreneur musician, has definitely had to go with that journey at a very young age. And you know, right. you've had to go that journey at a different time of your life. So it's different for everybody, but if you, if you skip and you just don't decide you're gonna find that out about yourself, you're really leaving a lot of risk on, on the table because yep. by the time you hit 50 years old and you realize you've been just doing the thing that pays you the most and then you're not so satisfied with your life and you can't be that good of a husband or a spouse you can't be as present as a parent or a father or a mother and i think mothers often have an easier time with this because the guys in our society and most of the world are expected to work until they're dead right uh, and they can explore their, their their opportunities a little bit more but for guys out there who feel like the pressure that they're not allowed to like really leave their job that pays them well that their parents are proud of you know, we have a presidential candidate that's running that's on a debate tonight uh, out of a field of 20 Democrats that are going to be uh, on the debate stages today and tomorrow that left his job as a lawyer after five months. Andrew Yang is what I'm talking about. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to leave all that behind wow. 
and I'm gonna go and start the biggest uh, education venture uh, entrepreneur business in the country. And his parents didn't lie and say, you know what, he's a lawyer for the next two years while he was pursuing this entrepreneurial venture. So it really does take a leap of faith. Anyone who's ever made it didn't doubt themselves. Maybe they did in the beginning at first when they thought right. about it. But if they made it, they, they don't they don't doubt themselves. Those yeah. who haven't made it started to doubt themselves. Those who those who didn't make it stopped believing. So you gotta believe and you gotta have patience. And you have to know, I think, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about action, we talk a lot about patience, and but you gotta know it's your mindset. You there has to be a, a switch. You gotta be a, a fucking animal. You know, you gotta be a, a winner. A winner. A winner is a winner. You know, I can't lose because I'm a winner. You know what I'm saying? And like, if your mindset is backwards, if you if you think negative thoughts, if you think that oh I I, I can't do it, or maybe I'm gonna try to do it, or you know, if you're timid, then guess what? The world is gonna give you that timid, shy shit, that maybe half-ass shit right back to you. Like maybe, like maybe you're gonna do it. Well, guess what? The world says maybe you will too. You know what I'm saying? So if you're doing it and you know you can do it and you know you're on your way, then guess what? The world's going to say you are doing it. You're on your way and you will make it. You're, you are making it. And like that's like that's some of the best advice I can give anybody is like turn that switch on. You know, turn the switch on, turn the old switch off, reprogram your mind yep. and know that I'm a fucking winner. Like you got to win. Like that's the only way you're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to Build your fucking credit score up. You're not going to build your credit your, your, your credit score up by saying, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm going to pay pay the debt collectors back. You're not maybe going to do shit. It's either I am going to fucking get my credit score back. I am going to pay those debt, you know, those, those debt collectors. I am going to start this business and it's going to be a success. It will be a, uh, it will be a success. Not, you know, I was thinking about doing this business. I was thinking, no, you got to fucking do it. And I think that that is what people lack. And that's why they're, that's why they never make it. That's why everything they, they try, they quit. Everything they, they do, they end up quitting because they have a quitter's mindset. And when it goes and gets tough, they run. When it goes and gets tough, they, they quit. And yeah. guess what? Life isn't easy. Life isn't fair. But I promise you, if you stay the course and you go hard at it and you stay focused and you stay dedicated, you know, then you will be sitting on the top of the mountain. And I think a lot of people think that uh, another person's success or, or happiness takes away from their own, which it does not. And that's another thing you guys got to learn, all my audience and viewers listening out there. No one's happiness or success will take away from you. So stop focusing on what someone else is doing and focus on what you're doing. And what you do doesn't take away from anyone else. There is enough to go around. We're, li we're, we're literally passing around $1. That's a whole nother discussion to talk about. But it's literally $1. That's it. Yeah, people got more. People have less. But es essentially, we're all trading. We're all trading time. We're all trading the same dollar. And you have to essentially... Just know inside your heart, in every bone, in every muscle, and in, in every cell, you have to talk to every cell. You have to talk to every, to your entire being. And you have to talk to the world, and you have to declare that this is who you are. This is what I'm gonna do, and nothing is gonna stand in my way. And if something stands in my way, 
I'm going to push that shit to the side. If something tries to stop me, I'm going to laugh it off. I'm going to I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to hit the brakes. If my tire blows out, I'm going to put a spare on. If I can't get a spare, I'm going to tow it. If I can't get a tow truck, I'm going to walk. If I can't walk, I'm going to crawl. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just got to, there, there there's just no option. So, right. we, you know, exactly. we, we got to retrain our mindset to literally bring the best out of ourselves out. And you too can be living like Jonathan. You too can be living like Donnie D. You too can be living like Sammy G. And you can be chasing your dream and living the life that you want to live and be fulfilled by happiness and all those other things like financial freedom and cars and women and, you know, guys for the women out there and, you know, nice things. All that shit's going to come um, as you change your mindset. Jonathan, we really appreciate you. Do you have any last words for anybody that wants to get involved with what you're doing? Do you have socials they can reach out to? What's the best way they can get involved in, in some uh, financial literacy? Jonathan Posta. Thank you so much for having me on, Donnie and Sammy. I mean, I really appreciate you guys. It's been amazing talking to you guys. I appreciate everything you guys have instilled in me. The wisdom, the knowledge, the, the leadership. This, you guys are just, you guys are way beyond your years. And I appreciate everything you guys brought into me tonight. They can reach me on my Instagram, which is Entrepreneur. Shoot me a message if you want more details about financial literacy. If you want more details about improving your credit score, if you just want more information about trying to launch your first business, if you have any more questions about what I do, you can find me on Instagram at Entrepreneur. My Facebook is Jonathan Poe and my Twitter is Jonathan Poe as well. I don't really use Twitter that much. Instagram and Facebook is probably the best way to reach me. Um, I am in the Atlanta area. So if you are in Atlanta, connect with me if you want. I can also teach you when it comes to trying to build your business, trying to grow your business. If you want to go into network marketing, how can you market yourself? just want to go ahead and tell you guys, you can find uh, all of Jonathan's information. It will be in the description links. If you're listening to this on YouTube, it will be down below. It will be in the bio. If you're listening on Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other of the streaming services that we stream the podcast. My spiel, as always, is, you know, have the patience, have the wisdom, have the am ambition, you know, and it takes a lot of courage. It takes courage to find your passion, to, to do something that, that you love. And you know what? Maybe maybe you've been thinking about it. Maybe you've been pondering it. Maybe you, you know, you've just been feeling like I got to do something else. I'm not happy with this nine to five. Now is the time right now. Now is the time for you to turn off this podcast, for you to get to work, for you to take action, for you to do every single thing you were meant to do. You know what, guys? I know you know this already, but maybe you don't. You're going to die. You know what? You're going to fucking die. You don't live forever. You don't. I'm sorry to, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that you don't live forever. And you know what? You're not coming back here. So you got to do every single thing that you can right now. Give it all you got so that when that final whistle is blown, when the when the final bell goes off, that there wasn't one single thing that you could have done more. There isn't a single thing that you could have said. There isn't a single, you know, a single sight that you could have saw that you did everything that you were meant to do. And you know what? This is only for the leaders. This is only for the winners. 
So you know what? If you're a loser, this ain't going to get to you. But if you're a winner and you made it this far in the podcast, then I already have faith and I believe in you. So now you just got to go out there and believe in yourself. And remember, patience, patience, patience. It will happen. It's going to happen. It must happen. I won't let it not happen. Please reach out to Jonathan on his social media, on his emails at patiencepodcast at gmail.com, patiencedonnyd at gmail.com, patiencesamyg, samygesus at IG, mywoo management at Instagram, mywoo management, that's M Y W management. This concludes episode five of Patience the Podcast. We really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. We hope you took a little bit away from financial literacy, drop shipping, and just going after what it is that you think you're afraid of going after because life is short and you're not going to get a lot of shots to really chase what you want to in life. So make a plan, get serious about what your gifts are. We'll see you guys in episode six. Peace out, guys. I was born to break rules. Champagne faded. I got hiccups now. I probably died the same, though. Last night I woke up on